everybody. We're back. R2C2. Bonus episode. What's good, guys? Special edition, man. Special times, or or maybe it's not special times, but these times call for bonus episodes. And but before we dive into the postmortem of the Yankees, see, <laughs> can I can I just say how cool or ask, I should say, how cool was it? You go to was it in Atlanta that you were watching Lil C? Yeah, yeah, I went down to Georgia Tech. His first game you've seen in college, I guess it's fall ball, right? His first at bat, and this dude hits a home run. Man, it was crazy. So, you know, I've been, I, I hadn't seen Lil C since I dropped him off, uh, like the middle of August. But I had never really asked him about baseball. We don't never talk about baseball, it's just about how he's feeling. Um, you know, how he's doing. I like to FaceTime him so I can see his mood and see his face. Mm-hmm. And he's been in a great mood. Every time I, I talk to him, you know, he's out doing different things, experience college. And so for me, the baseball was secondary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never even cared about how he was playing or how he was even fitting in with the baseball team. I was just worried about how he was fitting in in Atlanta and in college. And he seemed to be transitioning great. Fast forward to this weekend, I get down there and... I just wanted to put eyes on him, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. him in his uniform, see how he looks around other college players. And, you know, kid, he just got out of high school. And yeah. I go down there. This motherfucker looks like he's been in college for three years. Like he looks like a junior. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he, his uniform's fitting uh, right. Like he just looks yeah. the fucking part. And he yeah. gets in the box, man. His first at bat takes a curveball and then took a heater dead center, bro. It was just like, it was, it's just, I got goosebumps now just thinking about it, but. For me, not so much the baseball, just more so seeing him mature and turn into a grown man and take care of, you know, himself and, and you know, things on his own uh, was was awesome to me. So it was good to get down there and put eyes on him this weekend. And, you know, the home run was just a bonus. Do you, this is more of just like a father question to someone who's still new to the game with a, uh, you know, an almost 14-month-old. Do you still, like, see him as, like, a baby like what it, or like how does oh, that yeah. part of it work? no he's yeah. always he's always still like a baby you know what i'm yeah. saying like i'm yeah. like always like he's always yeah. like a little kid to me you know what i'm saying yeah. um yeah. so yeah I, I don't think that'll ever change uh, but you know for me i just feel like like you know i just i kind of go off of him like this whole weekend i just did whatever he wanted to do as opposed to me kind of leading you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know let him take us to dinner and his different spots and when he was ready to go back to his apartment, you go, you know, let him go to his room and we go back to our hotel. So just kind of letting him take the lead in that way and knowing his city um, is a change. But no, he'll always be like a little five-year-old to me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could totally appreciate that uh, now much more so than I ever would have been able to before, Evie. Um, how about uh, the poise that my co-host showed? So C sent around the video of... Little C's home run. And this dude somehow kept it together. I'm like, see, I don't know how you weren't going nuts when he hit that home run, but you didn't make a peep. No, <laughs> I never, because I, I don't, I don't never get caught up in his, like his results either way, good mm-hmm. or bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, when, when, when he hits a home run or does something good, I'm almost like he's supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been working the process and all of that stuff. So, for me, it's just like I want him to be healthy and be in a good, happy mood. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's all about the process more so it is than about the results. So 
I never really react for his results. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. inside I was screaming, but like <laughs> just outside it's just kind of like it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? He how was uh, so he seems like just totally comfortable at ease, like in college life. Yeah, I, 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 like I keep telling Amber, I feel like, you know, we all made the right decision. And, and that's Good. all you can hope for when you send your yeah. kid off to college. You know, no matter whether how he plays, how all of that shit plays out. We made the right decision in putting him at Georgia Tech at the end of the day, and that's all you can ask for. That's awesome, man. Good for you. Well, congratulations. That is such an awesome moment. Like, I can't even imagine. Oh, man. Like, you go to his first game, he hits home run in college. It's it's incredible, man. It's crazy, man. It's incredible. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we get to start with something good baseball-wise before we get to something (laughs) not so good baseball-wise. It's funny. At the beginning of our – the beginning of the series – we kind of, and we said it on the pod as well, but like every one of my friends, including our group chat, we kind of all had the approach of knowing the Astros were better, but feeling like, hey, like you said, the better team doesn't always win, you know, like, and, and maybe it's time and maybe they're still going to get the breaks and whatever. But even though three of these games were very much up for grabs and even the fourth had its moments, right? Game three had its moments where it's two, nothing in the sixth inning, right? All those little winning things that make the difference, the Astros have down and the Yankees coughed up every mistake. The Yankees made Houston made them feel and see but, that's just such a sign of a good team, man. Yeah, but it's been like that f- for it for years, cuz. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been like that forever. They do the little things that we don't do. They get the runners over. They get the big hits. They get the big outs when they need to. Um, they don't make the errors. They don't make the, they don't make errors time. at yeah. all in the big yeah. in big games. You know yep. what I'm saying? Um and you know, I think everybody wants to call this a rivalry and all that shit, but it's it's not a rivalry if the other team never fucking wins. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's <laughs> yeah. there's there's no fucking rivalry. They've been yeah. kicking our ass since 2015, period. Yeah. So there's there's nothing else that any Yankee fan player, anybody in this organization on this side can say about the Astros, period. Like I, I there's nothing. Like I don't want to hear shit. That they I mean they they're the better team organization, everything top to bottom. Yep. Period. Yep. I mean, yep. it ain't really much more to really fucking say other than there is no rivalry. Yankee fans, we, they were out of, outside of Yankee Stadium screaming, "We want the Astros," and we got the Astros and got fucking swept. <laughs> I mean, it ain't it ain't really much more to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I don't I don't even know where to go because. The, the things that happened in this series are the things that have been happening in every series against the Astros since 2017. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, there's there's ye. there's not there's nowhere to go, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's nowhere to break it down. We've talked about it a million fucking yeah. times. I mean, they lose Correa and then the, the guy that replaces Correa turns into the ALCS MVP. Like crazy. they do a better job than anybody of developing talent getting pitchers and developing pitchers and keeping their superstars and, and they fucking players show up in the, in the biggest moments, Bregman, Alvarez and fucking Altuve. They show yep. up October 5th when it's fucking time. They fucking show up. Well, and if they don't, they will event like Altuve and Alvarez are about to have 
a monster World Series after they were basically held in check until Game Four of the ALCS. But Alvarez they were about to go off. But Alvarez, Alvarez went had off a huge DS. DS, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and Altuve is absolutely going to have a monster World Series after. I mean, the guy you knew he was about to get a you know get hits, which he did in Game Four because he wasn't going to go zero for you know thirty. Um, after he was over 23, but see, I think the way you just described that was perfect. That macro view of, Hey, like there's nothing to say anymore after 2017. Right. And we, when we found out the way that the Astros cheated, I thought it was very reasonable. And you obviously were a loud voice for it as well as someone who was a key member of that team to feel like you got gypped, right? Because you were at game seven, you know, on the brink of a your trip to the World Series, and this team cheated in a way that went beyond the bounds of what normally was accepted in baseball, even at that time, right? But in the aftermath of that, what the Astros have done is they have, in my opinion, further validated that championship run. If they would yes. have fallen off the table, right? It's like if a guy's using steroids and hits 50 home runs and then you knew for certain he was clean and the next year he hits 45. It's like, well, you know what? Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> he could do this, right? You go from 50 to nine, then you got a problem. Exactly. And this team didn't go to nine. This team instead stayed right where they are. And, you know, because I 17, okay, right? Like 17, all right. You want another crack at him. 19, you get a crack. You don't win, but there was some thought about like, oh, is Altuve wearing a buzzer? Was he wearing a buzzer? Okay, fine. Like there's a little whisper of that. Fine. This year, what? You just got beat. There's nothing anymore. And it kind of helps validate what happened in the other years then to a certain extent. And all it can leave you doing, I think, if you're the Yankees, is being incredibly motivated to try and figure out What are they doing that you are not? Because I don't buy the whole, oh, we build the team for 162 and October is a crapshoot. You know what? For most organizations, yeah, October does feel like a little bit of a crapshoot from year to year compared to to what happens in the regular season. For the Dodgers, for the Rays, for the Yankees, yeah, it's been, they've been very consistently great in 162 and October's felt like, but you know what? For the Astros, it's no crapshoot. They win this time of year over and over again. And even that that one year when they had the bad 162, they came to the playoffs and fucking showed up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or was it was that the 20? Was that 2020? That was, the, that was, yeah, that that was, that was the, the COVID year. Bad 60. They had a yeah. bad 60, but they showed up and fucking went. I think they went to the ALCS that year. They did. So like they, did. they, they went to game sh- seven against against uh Tampa. October 5th, cuz, or October 1st, whatever the fuck you want to start the playoffs. Yeah. They fucking show up as an organization, as a city, as a fucking team, as a players individually. They yep. show up. I mean, all of them. And, and that's why my approach is like, if you're the Yankees now, instead of being upset or angry at that organization for sins of the past, you should be looking at them and saying, what can I learn from them? Because they are doing something that, we are not. That would be my approach if I was the Yankees. Like, what are they doing that we're not? Because they somehow are losing key players, key front office, key people in the dugout, and they just keep winning. You know what, 
It's it's there it's there it's the, the the scouting and the player development. Because yeah. you look at a guy like Jeremy Pena went to the University of Maine. Like he could have yeah. be got been gotten by anybody. Right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? Uh, it's not Jordan, exactly a baseball juggernaut. This is what I'm saying. Jordan yeah. Alvarez. You know what I mean? He got traded from the from the Dodgers organization from just from Justin Josh Fields. Josh Fields. But the the Astros were on him before that. You know what I'm yep. saying? You're talking about Fred, uh, uh, Valdez and and uh, what's the other guy? What's the starter's name? Um, the lefty, the Framber, Framber Valdez. Valdez. Yeah, I mean they they scouted him and signed him at a later age. So I think he was 18 from DR when most kids sign at 16. So, you know, they give up, you know, those two years and they give up on them and the Astros sign them and develop yep. and turn them into one of the better starters in the league. So they just, they have, I mean, it, it, you can say whatever you want to say about them, but their organization is just one of the better ones in the, in the, in the, in MLB right now. And they, and like you said, they validated everything from 2017 to now. You can't really say shit, man. No, you really can't. You really can't anymore. Now it's just spilled milk, you know, because the reality is you've had opportunities to get them back. You've had opportunities. Now, let's say the Yankees would have won this year or 2019 or, you know, then all of a sudden you're saying like, yeah, we know why you beat us in 2017. We know exactly why. But instead, this team, you know, they've been in the ALCS every year since 2017. They're headed now to their, what is this, their fourth, third World Series, fourth. fourth World Series since then? Right. Yeah. 17, 18. They went to, no, no, 18, they didn't go. Red Sox went to oh, the World, Red Sox the World went Series. 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 17, oh, 19. 17, 19, last year, this and year. This year, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, right. Last, yeah, lost the Braves, lost to the Nats, uh, and uh, beat and, the Dodgers. beat the Dodgers. Um. But yeah, I mean, and I think that what it, I think my general thesis would be the Yankees have to take a real honest assessment of themselves and say, where are we missing that makes the difference when it comes to trying to keep up with them? You know, the Red Sox did that. That's how they built up their team to be able to take down the Yankees in 2004 and to compete with them the year before and then win the championships they won. They took real stock of, like, that team is kicking our tails year after year. What do we have to do? And they did it. And I think that instead of an insistence of, oh, like, our formula works, we know what we're doing, there has to be some humility of, like, you know what you're doing to a point. There is some leg of this race that you are not completing right now as the New York Yankees, and you have to be hell-bent on completing it. You think people in the Yankees organization are, are like, like that, like have that attitude where, like, we think we know what we're doing? I think that, I don't know. I shouldn't say if I know or not, but I think that what I've heard in the past is, like, justification and defensiveness for, like, how they go about things, especially when it comes to analytics and, and everything else. And my point isn't to say that, like, the Yankees aren't doing a million things right, because they are. You know, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that nobody no. can can ever say that, like, they don't feel like we need to get better. You know what I'm saying? Or, or yes. like, be yes. defensive. Or if anybody is defensive of, you know, being, you know, of somebody being critical of our analytics or our front or, or whatever, yeah. then, I mean, that's... That's not on you. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. You, uh, yeah. It's part of your job, guys. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I, I see. 
I couldn't agree more. If you put a winner out there, ain't nobody going to say shit. Exactly. And I think that's my general point is like, like there has to be something that shows like this result is not acceptable. If you want to get the ultimate result, right? Like if you, I don't know what route you go to get there, but if you just keep being satisfied or not making any sort of, you know, dramatic philosophical changes to things like then you are maybe going to keep having this result. Right. And this result is really good for most organizations, but this is not what the New York Yankees are built upon. They're built upon championships. Yeah. And I don't even think this result is really good. If you just keep going to get into the same spot, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, see how crazy is it to think that, your 2017 team was actually the team that was closest to a title that was of the this team run. That was closest, yeah. If yeah. if I would have told and you I that, and I think that's why it's people. I think that's why it's harder for. That's why it's hard for people to let that go. Yeah, because they got found that they were cheating because we were so close. Yes, you know what I'm saying. In game seven, but yeah. but everything that's happened since then has let every should let everybody know that we wasn't that fucking close. Right, right. You know what I'm saying. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, we, 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 I mean, I reacted in the moment and all of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for sure. Yeah. We, yes. I mean, we were one game away, maybe one out away. You know what I'm saying? Like we said. Yeah. But everything from that moment to now has suggested that we weren't that fucking close. Mm hmm. And the, the tough thing is like, and, and I, and I'm saying this, I'm really kind of like diagnosing the problem without giving solutions. And I understand that. But like, there's there's certain things about the way the offense is constructed, right? And in fairness, in fairness, the Yankees were without what would have been their two best contact hitters, yeah, man. right? Ben and Benintendi really and hurt. Benintendi hurt a lot, a big time. Like the 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 offense feels completely different if those two guys are in the lineup. Like, Absolutely, you would have been able to bench Donaldson if you wanted to. You, I mean, you, you had two rookies in the lineup in the yeah. ALCS. You know what I'm well, saying? And you were playing a, you know, pick your lineup out of a hat every game and, like, you know, a merry-go-round of shortstops. And I mean, we were, you know, we were making defensive replacements at shortstop late in the game in the ALCS. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. There was a lot of, there was a lot of illogical things that I think happened. Some of it was trying to piece together a roster that had been, you know, crippled a little bit by injury, right? No LeMahieu and no Benintendi was, were serious, serious issues for the offense. You know, losing, you know, Michael King and Chad uh, Green. Mike you know, King like, was a huge, huge one, bro. Huge losses, huge losses for the bullpen. Chapman going AWOL and never pitching well this year. Like well, Zach Britton not getting back. Yes. Um, you know, like, I think would have been a big one. I, I just think with Chappie, I think that, you know, it was a, a little bit got lost in translation. I wish they would have had better communication. Um, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for the whole situation. I feel sorry for the way it all went down because I know his teammates and he loves his teammates. I know his teammates love him. And I, I just, you know, hate the, to, to the way that that mm. relationship kind of ended. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah, um, that sucked. And, you know, you know, you're going into the playoffs with that lingering over, um, yeah, that's but even, not a good feeling. I mean, I'm not even trying to be funny, but like going into the DS, because I knew that that was going to be a five-game series. I told you all that from the beginning yeah. in the group chat just because of the way the motherfuckers, because of the way the Guardians put the ball in play. Yes, and, yes. And them putting the ball in play is a problem because we don't put the ball in play enough. Yes. 
And oh, the strikeout numbers. I don't know if Atta has the the stats, but it was. I mean, the strikeout numbers were, you know, just brutal. I mean, they were. It, it, Man, they, they were when they struck out seventeen bad. times, I was at game one. Yeah, they struck out, and it's so crazy because you know you condition now to not even under, like uh, to see the strikeouts. You know what I'm I saying? Know. They were just racking up, and I'm looking at the scoreboard, 13, 14. And it didn't even register to me that, like, they're yeah. striking out at a record number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it was crazy, man, to just, just, I mean, it's just waving at shit. It's insane. And, and you're right. And those are areas where, obviously, LeMahieu and Benintendi would have helped, right? And, like, the Yankee offense over the last few years has never felt right when LeMahieu hasn't been in it. So yeah. I want to be fair to that. But... So that is a reason for the offense looking worse. However, it is not an excuse because, look, the Astros didn't have Michael Brantley. Like, you know, the the Astros just find a way, right? Whoever's in, who's ever out. Like, somehow they find these pitchers. Bro, who is Chaz McCormick? I've never seen that guy before. (laughs) Before. Yeah. He's he's a massive home run. (laughs) Massive home run. Like, I, but I also. You know what else, too? Like Martin Maldonado was on base entirely too much. Yes. Turning the lineup over. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Their lineup top to bottom is so fucking good. He turned yes. that lineup over so many times, and people yes. never give him credit for that. Like, yeah. It's just top to bottom. Well, and, and like, just a lot of shit that they have that we don't. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know how it gets better. And it's funny because there are, like, I think within the series, it's fair to have some criticisms of Aaron Boone with certain moves, right? I'll I'll take this part of it. There was a couple moves that bothered me throughout. Obviously, the game three thing in the ALDS with Holmes I thought was egregious, but they got through it. But there's a couple things in this series that I thought were mistakes. Leaving Clark Schmidt in in the sixth inning of a one, one game in game one. And then like kind of admitting like, yeah, we wanted to see what we got. Like you can't ever treat a playoff game. And I don't know if that's him. I don't know if it's coming above him, but I can say this definitively. You can never treat a playoff game. Like it's a, let's find out experiment. If you are in the game, you got to do what you can to win the game. You can't give away games or try and steal games in the playoffs, especially not in a series against a superior opponent. So that bothered me. The other thing that, that, that I didn't like, I didn't like the Marigold round at shortstop. I thought once you put Peraza there in game two, you should have stuck with him and just ridden it out. I'm sure that's not just a boon thing, but I didn't like how that was handled. And then the other thing was to me, it was in a, a terrible mistake in the sixth inning of game three to take out Cole and bring in Trevino when, you know, Cole gave up one hard hit at the beginning of the inning, then he walked a batter, then he gave up a blue pit. You need strikeouts. His stuff was great, even though, you know, the results weren't amazing. Their stuff was great. But my thing is, like, in that spot, if you're taking him out, bring him in for Lewisica. Bring in Lewisica for him because the game is right there. You can't bring in a contact pitcher in that situation. Like, it just did not make sense. I think all those criticisms of Booney are incredibly fair. Having said that, if your takeaway from the series is, you know, well, the reason we lost is Aaron Boone, you are missing the picture. You are missing what actually happened in that series. There are things he did that I don't agree with and that I first guessed, and I happily would have that talk 
you know, that dialogue with him about. And, you know, I, I very much respect him. But the Yankees lost because they made poorly timed defensive mistakes that the Astros capitalized on and because they did not hit at all. Man, That's why can, they lost. I, 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 yeah. Did, uh, I, I didn't watch after the game. Did, did they explain what happened on the double play last night? It was no. a perfect toss. You know what? It was. It, it, like, you, see, you know what I thought I saw? I thought I saw Kiner Falefa not looking. I thought I saw him looking down. Like, when I saw the one of the replays, I thought I saw him looking down. And, like, they never said it on TV, and they didn't – whatever angle I saw that initially showed that, I didn't see it again. But, like, you know, they did kind of say uh, – they did say in the post game that they thought that error might have been more on Kiner Falefa than it was on Glaber. I thought you – know? um, I thought – what it looked like to me that is that he wasn't going to throw the ball to first. Yeah. It looked like he was just going to try to get it out, and then because he thought Pena was too fast that he just thought Glaber was just going to toss it to him on the back of the bag. Because where he was going to turn the double play, the way uh, Altuve yeah, was to... peeling off, he would have hit Altuve in the face with the ball anyway. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The angle that he was at. So yeah. I don't think he was ever going to turn the double play. I think he was just going to get the out at second and wasn't going to throw the ball to first. And, and, and look, you know, I'd say organizationally, again, if, if, if the Yankees are doing an honest self-autopsy, they have to look at, what they didn't do to prepare Peraza to be a more viable option in these playoffs. You know, you know, the Astros threw Peña into the fire, you know, they didn't say like, Oh, you know, we need I mean, to man, just- Peraza. They threw, they threw him right in the game too. Base hit, it was a ball right up the middle of the first play. And he comes up and makes the play. Like you said, he's your shortstop for the rest of the series. I mean, he was unbelievable defensively in that game. <laughs> he was. And and, and, and by the way, he was zero for three, like the rest of the team that game, but his at bats, to me, looked very competent. You know, his first at bat, he got ahead 3-0 or 3-1, was, was spitting on stuff. Uh, he had a fly ball to center field, and then he struck out his last at bat, but there was nothing about his at bats that made me feel like, oh, he's overmatched. And I think where the Yankees did themselves a disservice is they didn't see or pretended not to or ignored what everybody else saw when it came to kind of Falefa all season long. So many of us would have the conversations of like, his arm isn't really strong over there. Like he's skittish on some plays. Like, I don't know how he's going to handle October. And while there were elements that he brought that were needed with the contact, you know, and athleticism, you could kind of tell that he wasn't the right fit. He was more of a utility player fit, in my opinion, for this team. And they didn't do anything about it. And then Peraza didn't play enough once he was up. And so then I think it took away from their confidence of feeling like Peraza could handle that moment when really they should have been in position to just have Peraza be the shortstop. So now what so now what going forward? You got Cabrera, who's an infielder, you got Peraza, you got Volpe in AAA, who's knocking on the door, you got Donaldson still, you got IKF, you still got Glaber. Like, what happens? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Is they gonna are they gonna hold on to all of these guys? Are we going are they gonna blow it up? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I for me, I think. I think you need to change it all up. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's come back with a whole new squad next year. You know what I'm saying? Besides the guys, obviously, that we know we need to keep. You know what I'm saying? Um, You need Judge. You you need need Judge. Obviously, G is going to be there. Cole is going to be there. Uh, Seve. um, Nestor. I like the rotation. I like the rotation. Yeah. Even maybe Montas. 
is oh is yeah Mont has to come back year. yeah for sure yeah um, yep. but I mean Hicksy will be back too so yep. but I, and, and Bader will be back but everybody else let's 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 figure out a way I agree something needs to change there offensively because they've had many years now of the exact same results offensively in October and there needs to be some sort of recalculation as to how that changes, you know? Um, and I don't yeah. know exactly what it is, but to me, you have to, you know, is, is it, is it just saying like, Hey, Peraza and Volpe are starting day one. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just hope that like, you know, all these guys that we have that come up <clears throat> that are great prospects that are great hitting prospects, they come up and they get to New York and they, and, they, and it becomes different. When Gary yeah. came up, he was the guy that was, you know, gap to gap, line to line, really, used the whole field. And then, you know, by the middle of year two, he was just trying to hit balls into the bleachers. So, you know, there's something, you know, that's that's a disconnect from, you know, whatever that's going on down at Himes that, that's coming up. You know, these guys are, are, you know, all around hitters and then they come up to the big leagues and it's, it's a different story. So, um, you know, I would love to see these guys continue the same success that they had in the minor leagues. You know yeah. what I'm saying? As far as the contact and the power and being, you know, gap hitters and, and you know, less less so much power hitters because we have two of the best power hitters in the league. You know what I'm saying? We need more contact. Yes, yes. More complete hitters who are going to put up quality at bats regardless, you know, of uh of And we seem, they seem to be that when they're prospects and they come up and then it's a different story. You know? Well, look, like, I think that's part of the self-examination that the Yankees have to seriously take. It's like, cause look they're they've been really good with reclamation projects, right? Like a Wandy Peralta or a clay Holmes, you know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll take guys like that. You know, Wandy Peralta is an absolute steal. That's a brilliant trade from Brian Cashman. Um, they'll do that. And they deserve a lot of credit for that. And they've done that with some other players. Like we saw what they did with like a Luke Voigt offensively, you know, that was obviously a serious win. Gio Urshela serious win but you also have to look at the homegrown talent that has not blossomed here and maybe it's all player driven or maybe there's something you're not doing that you need to be able to honestly assess and I think it's very fair to phrase it like that you know look at just in recent years you know Greg Bird appeared primed to be a really good major league hitter you know, didn't happen. Development didn't happen. Fell off, fell completely off the table. Uh, Gary Sanchez, you just described that same thing, you know, to a certain extent, Glaber, you know, Glaber, he, he righted himself for moments this year for sure. Glaber, but, I feel like Glaber carried this at the end. Yes, he did. In September, he was, he was fantastic. Um, and in the playoffs, he was decent. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't as bad as everyone else, but he wasn't great. But Glaber's had this weird ride as well, where it's like, he's one thing in 18 and 19. He's something totally different in 2021. And then some months he's one version, some months he's another version in 22. Like, is there anything that's going on in the development that doesn't keep it steady? You know, uh, and Duhar, another guy like who, you know, he came up, he's the runner up to rookie of the year. And I know he had the one injury, but is it, is it, is it just the injury totally derailed him or is there something in the development that's not happening? Because you have to, you, you got to be able to reload and just like have your system be a machine. And if there's a process that is being skipped or mishandled when it comes to the development of players, like 
and that's the reason why the Astros are getting what they are out of their guys and you're not, like, you need to be able to honestly assess that and say, like, okay, like, what's happening here where, like, we have this young talent that we're not quite fully cultivating? What, what, what isn't happening that needs to happen? Or what is happening that shouldn't be happening? Um, and, you know, I see, I think that I'm with you. Like, it feels to me, I don't know what, I don't know what a dramatic change looks like or feels like, uh, but it feels like it's time for that. Because it, what it feels like right now is there's been very steady inertia to the same exact ending over and over and over again. And if you want that ending, don't change anything. But if you are looking to get better than the Astros and bring a championship back, then something yeah. has to and that's the, And that's the thing. And that's the thing that, like, everybody's been telling me, like, and, and I took, put this in our group chat, is that yeah. it's not that the Astros have been better than us since 2015. Mm-hmm. Till now, right? Yeah, but they're like projected to be better than us from fucking 2022, 23 to 2030. Like, there's no outlook for us to like get better than them. You know what yep. I'm saying? And yep. you know, like, there's like we don't. We, there's nothing that we can point to. Like, they got Jeremy Payne. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got Kyle Tucker. Like, all these young guys. Like, we ain't got. I'm, yeah. You, yeah. But you, you gotta, we gotta see those guys ourselves before, because they're not here yet. Maybe Peraz is that. I Maybe hope he's that. Yeah. Maybe but I'm, Dominguez is that. I'm watching these guys have yeah. the, the, their guys, the ALCS MVP. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's why I also feel like, Maybe the Yankees shouldn't be so hesitant to bring guys up. Maybe they shouldn't be as careful. Maybe you need to get them up here sooner. You know, like maybe like, you know, maybe you need to realize in July, Isaiah kind of Falefa, you're not going to trust in October and it's time to see what Peraza can do when you have a 15 game lead in the division. You know, I, it's, um, I don't know the exact answers and I don't pretend to, I know it's not easy. And I also know, and I want to say this, like, one thing that does hurt the Yankees when it comes to taking care of the expectations of fans is you're coming from a place of success that just will never be duplicated in this landscape. You know, you're never going to win championships the way you did in the thirties and in the fifties. And, and, you know, it's just, it's you don't not have to happen. win championships but, though, but like what, what the Astros have done, you need to it's, do that. It's the equivalent of the of the of the, of the mid nineties Yankees. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like what you want to see is you want to be you you don't want to be having the same you October want, end every you year. You want opportunities to win the World Series. The only yes. the only chance you get to uh, opportunities to get to win the World Series is get into the fucking World Series. Yeah, and we haven't been right into there. the World Series since <laughs> 2019 since 2009. That is so, science. And these motherfuckers have been. Four out of the last six years, guys. Yep. Oh. Oh. See, um, how about the other series? Phillies, Padres. We just talked to Phillies manager Rob Thompson, former Yankee coach, if you guys haven't heard that. Man. Definitely go back and listen. It's been um, some incredible playoff games. Yeah. The matchups, the yeah. excitement from top to bottom, wild card, wild card series all the way through, and, and that NLCS didn't disappoint, man. Those games were insane. It looked like a fucking zoo in Philly. It looked crazy. Miles Teller was going nuts. Bryce Harper was showing off for the fans. Reese Hopkins Hopkins got hot. Like, 
you know, Zach Willer and Aaron Nola are two of the best starters in the game right now, and they're carrying this team, yep. you know, throughout the playoffs. So, man, it's uh, it's been fun to watch this team. Obviously, you know, we have we have a close relationship with Tomper and uh, Rob Thompson and and Kevin Long. So it's cool to see them back in the World Series, man. It's unbelievable. It's been an unbelievable run out of the, out of the teams in the National League. I, I, this would have been. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have picked the, the Phillies to make this run. No, not with no. you know, out, but not with the Cardinals. I, I, this, this, I thought with the, the Cardinals would have done this. Yeah, I thought the Cardinals were going to make this run and go, you know, go deep into the playoffs and maybe hit the World Series. But it's been cool to see the Phillies do this. They, the Phillies probably would have been my, you know, last choice. They probably would have been the sixth you know, team I'd pick. You know who's been. Uh, Nobody's rooting harder than the Phillies for the Phillies than the old Phillies, like Ryan Howard and yeah, Jimmy Rollins. Cool These see, motherfuckers man. on my phone all day. Like, <laughs> since we texted back and forth, like we uh, still play. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. But too bad. Hey, too bad the Yankees didn't make it. You guys would have been able to relive 13 years ago. Oh, it would have been great. Oh my gosh, I know, man. It's um, what's interesting about that series too is even though it was a five-game series. Every game was dramatic and had Mm -hmm. like these epic moments and like crazy close. Like, I think the thing that you probably feel a little robbed of if you're a Yankees fan is like, you didn't really have like the series against the Astros just didn't have those moments. You know, game four was the first game that really felt like a playoff game, you know, where it was like. Back and forth, big hits. Well, I mean, for, lead, for I Yankee lead. fans, for Astro yeah. fans, they right. felt it from. Yeah, from, yeah. I was, I was, I was in Minute Maid, and they were fucking screaming, <sighs> "We want Houston!" On the way out of the stadium. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I was so, thinking? I was thinking they felt the, like it was playoff games from the start, guys. The Astros fans <laughs> probably look at the Yankees the way Yankees fans look at the Twins. Absolutely. They and think if you, that doesn't resonate with you, if you're the Yankees, I don't know what will. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They can't yeah. wait to see us in the playoffs. Cannot wait. Like, so happy. So excited. Jeez, man. <laughs> Something needs to change there, so that's not the case. Well, see, we'll be back on Thursday uh, doing some World Series. with our reg- We think we're going to have a special guest or two for that episode with our regular one, but we felt like it was important for us to get this right out to the people to react to the end of the Yankee season and, and share our thoughts on a disappointing end and another, uh, another Houston win. Another Houston win, man, and uh, and to the Phillies, congratulations to Bryce Harper, beast mode. You know, one real quick thing on Bryce Harper too. Jeff Passan said this, and it's true. <clears throat> LeBron was that young dude in basketball who, you know, everybody knew as a teenager, and who obviously not only lived up to but surpassed the hype. Bryce Harper has done that in baseball. He's not. I'm not saying he is LeBron. I'm saying I like Jeff's thing about like remember. Bryce had this microscope on him when he was 13 years old and everyone was projecting him as this star and he actually made good on it. And now he's in the world series. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's definitely hard when you get those comparisons that young and, you know, obviously everything he's been through and uh, to watch his old organization win a world series the year after he left, yeah. it's pretty cool to see him carrying this team into it. And, and, you know, the way, you know, their season is gone. Like it's been crazy roller coaster. Firing Joe 50 games in, Bryce breaks his hand, comes back. He don't look so good, great, and he gets hot in the playoffs. Like, it's been a crazy arc for their season. It really has. It really has. It's going to be a fun World Series. We will uh, do more on that um, on uh, Thursday. We thank you guys, as always, for 
for hanging with us throughout uh, the Yankee season and throughout this baseball season and hanging with us always. You guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday, bonus episodes as well. Make sure you're following us on all your social platforms and you can download the pod wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, YouTube at R2C2. Make sure you check out uh, every episode that is up there. You can watch in full. Um, so subscribe to that. Thanks to Atta. Thanks to Jackson. Thanks to Sadie. See, we'll do it again uh, in a couple days. Peace. Peace.